make sure it's recording. Alrighty, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're grateful to everyone that's here today. And uh, we look forward to sharing with you the things that the Lord have uh, laid on my heart to share. If you have your Bibles, let's go to the let's go to the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew. going to start reading at verse 13. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye? that I am. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock. So, you see right here, the Lord is renaming Peter. His name, his biological given name was Simon Barjona. But the Lord is the one that gave him the name Peter. And so right here is where he gets his name, that thou art Peter. In other words, you are a pebble. And upon this rock, in other words, this boulder, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So let's, let me take my time here. The Lord, uh, <laughs> he established something here. One of the most powerful and most confident statements that we read that the Lord says is the last part of this verse. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's a strong statement. And he understood that the gates of hell was going to try to come against it. But he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other words, they will not be victorious against it. So you, ha you have to understand the difference there. Just like what the scripture tells us about uh, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. In other words, weapons will be formed, but they will not prosper. And in this manner, he said that the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. That's one of the strongest statements. Because here we are 2,000 years later, and that statement still rings true today that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so many of us, we've played on a team, whether it was basketball, football, soccer, hockey, whatever. Many of us have played on a team, and we've played with this idea that 
according to how we play and how good we play versus our opponent, uh, that dictates who's going to win that day. But here, <laughs> Jesus Christ, from this moment until eternity comes into play, he says the gates of hell, in other words, the gates of hell will never win. Years and thousands of years later, the gates of hell will not prevail. That's a confident statement. I've seen boxers make statements. Ain't nobody going to beat me. And they get knocked out of the ring. You, you know, people can speak things in pride about what they're going to do and how they're going to play and what they're going to and all of that. And here was the Lord saying the gates of hell up on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's a bold statement. Now, that, what, what that says is the gates of hell comes against him and his church. Now, what we have to know and what we have to ask ourselves, and this is a question I asked the Lord. Notice he didn't say that hell shall not prevail against it. You notice he didn't say that? You know, everybody knows that he said that, that he didn't say that? He said the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Let's back up just for a moment here. He said in verse 18, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock. What rock? Not Peter. Peter was not the rock. So I, I understood that the Lord wanted me, and that's the name of this message tonight, the gates of hell. Now it's very important, I believe, that whenever we read the Bible that we get a clear understanding of exactly what the Lord is talking about. Because if you miss it, then you won't understand and it, it just won't make sense to you. The gates of hell. What, what are the gates of hell? What is the gates of hell? For you, to, for you to understand everything really concerning the Lord's ministry and for you to actually have victory in your Christian walk, you have to understand what the gates of hell is because he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so how can you stand on the victory that's in, that comes with serving Jesus Christ if you don't understand how your enemy come, what the gates of hell really is? So, let's, let's, so we're going we're gonna to look at some clues that the Lord gave us. <laughs> you notice nobody asked him, what are the gates of hell, Lord? Because many of them were just like us. We read stuff and we just... We read it so many times. How many of us ever read that scripture or heard of it? The gates of hell. And many of us say that. We even quote that to the, the gates of hell. They ain't going to prevail. I don't know what it means, but that's, uh, the Lord meant what he said, and you better line up with it, devil. <laughs> well, the Lord, if he said it, he want us to know what it means. Isn't that right? So let's, let's back up there. Verse 18 again. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock... What was the rock? It was the statement that he made. What was the statement? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. That was the rock. Let me rephrase that. That was the foundation. That is the foundation of your Christian beliefs. If Jesus Christ is not the Christ 
and he's not the son of the living God, then we're all miserable and in trouble. Nobody, this world system, don't have a problem with any other religion. You can be Buddhist. You can follow Confucius and all of the other, Plato and Socrates, you can follow all of their teachings. You can follow Muhammad, you can follow Allah, you can do all and nobody have a problem whatsoever. Nobody, nobody is in Congress uh, speaking against what Muslims believe concerning killing infidels, which is you and I. That's in their Bible, that they are instructed to do so, to, to advance their kingdom. Nobody has a problem with that. Let's just all try to live in harmony. You see, no, nobody comes against that. It, it, does everybody understand that? Nobody. The gates of hell come against Jesus Christ because how dare he says that he's the only one and the only way to God. How dare you say that the gates of hell won't prevail against you? We'll see about that. How dare you say that God himself sent you in the flesh to save all of mankind? How dare you say that mankind need to be saved? We're saving ourselves. We got solar power. We got vacations. We can go swing on swings at Disney World. You got a good job, a good house. What else is this is heaven here? What is it in my life that need to be saved? We don't need no Christ. <laughs> Isn't that something now? And so Jesus Christ understood even back then the gates of hell are gonna come against the church. They ain't coming against any other. They, they're going to come against the church. But he said they will not prevail. So let's go ahead and keep reading now. Verse 19. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Everybody see that? In other words, I'm going to give you the authority to make sure that the gates of hell don't prevail against it. Then charged he his disciples that they should do what? Tell no man that he was Jesus who? You can tell them about Jesus all day long. Your childhood friend, the one that helped his, you know, his uh, father after the flesh to fix your houses. You, you can tell them about that fellow all day long. But don't tell them I'm the Christ. So go ahead and keep reading. From that time forth, begin Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem. Now listen now. And suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and do what? And do what now? Wait a minute. You just told us that the gates of hell won't prevail. Now you're telling us that they're going to kill you? Does everybody understand that? See, they were thinking about the wrong gates of hell. That's not the gates of hell. The chief elders and priests, not the gates of hell. Look, keep reading. And be raised again, what? 
the third day. Then Peter took him. Everybody see that? Let's all read that together. Then Peter did what now? What did he do? Can you imagine taking God anywhere? I want you to picture that in your mind. He just said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. We know that you're God in the flesh. Well, hold up now. You just said something that don't jive with me. I don't, and I'm not, and look, Lord, I'm kind enough and I'm so full of grace, I'm not going to correct you in front of everybody. I'm going to pull you off to the side. Everybody understand that? Look at what he says. And did what? Begin to what now? Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, and I think I'm more than you. <laughs> so I believe I can rebuke the son of the living God. Let's go ahead and keep reading. Saying what? Be it far from thee, Lord. This shall not be unto thee. You see how he canceled that word Lord out of all of that? I'm going to take the Lord and pull him to the side. And then I'm going to rebuke him. But listen, I'm still calling you Lord. Everybody see that? But he turned. Who is he? The Lord turned and said unto, said unto who now? Who was he talking to? He said unto Peter, do what now? Get thee behind me, Peter. Get, me, get thee behind me, rock. <laughs> Who was he talking to? He said unto Peter, get thee behind me, who? Is this the same fellow that, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona? Is this the same one? Look at what he says. He didn't just say that. Let's finish reading. Thou art an offense unto me. Isn't that something? For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of who? You're corner-minded. You think you can live this Christian walk without suffering. And that's where you preach from, Peter. You call yourself rebuking me because you don't understand something. <laughs> Isn't that something now? Now you put yourself in Peter's shoes. He just got some kind of accolade. He got a star by his name. You're blessed, Peter. This revelation that you got, that didn't come from man. That came from God. And in that same conversation, Satan, will you shut up? Does everybody understand why the Lord didn't say shut up? He said, get thee behind me. Does everybody understand what that means? Get thee behind me. You know what he meant? Peter, you're trying to lead me. You're trying to tell me what I'm going to do and what I have to go through and what I don't have to go through. So you need to get behind me. In other words, follow my lead. Does everybody see that now? Yeah, that was a reason why he said, get thee behind me and not just be quiet and shut up. In other words, you need, if you're, everybody notice how 
when he was raised, raised from the dead, his angel told the, the sisters, go tell my disciples and Peter. You know why? Because Peter was not a disciple. Peter hadn't yet, hadn't yet been converted. Does everybody, he still thought he knew more than God. And we're going to point that out here. You see, the Lord don't miss nothing. Does everybody understand that? So, does anybody have a clue what the gates of hell is yet? Let's show you the gates of hell. Does that look like gates to you? Like a, a gate, right? All right, let's, now let's make it look like the gates of hell. Come hold this, Joshua, for me. Does everybody know what the gates of hell is yet? Hold it over for me. This way. Turn that way. Get behind it. Hold it for me. Let me draw the, what the gates of what is what it's talking about here. Let's make this plain to you. Show that to everybody. Do y'all see the gates of hell now? <laughs> Does everybody understand what the gates of hell now is now? The gates of hell shall not prevail. What was he talking about? The mouths of those that's supposed to follow him, but speak contrary <laughs> does everybody understand that now you see how Peter just turned right around because he, nobody asked who, what the gates of hell was if they had asked that he would have told them your mouth your teeth and the words that come through them you set that down now everybody can see now So does it make more sense now? Why didn't he say the gates of hell should not prevail against it? And now look at what he said, verse 23. But he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me who? Does everybody see that? Thou art what? An offense. You're trying to keep me from doing what I came here to do. And I understand that just naturally so, you don't want your leader to be killed. But I'm telling you, the problem is you are an offense to me because you savor the things that be of men. You're thinking corner-minded, in other words. There's no other way for salvation to come to man outside of my death, being crucified and resurrected again. Does everybody see that? So he had just told them, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And what happened? The gates of hell opened his mouth and took the Lord to the side and rebuked him. So do you understand now why? Is, so did, did y'all see the picture there? What the gates of hell is? So let's think about what a, what a gate is. It is an entryway or an out, outlet. 
it is an entry, you could put it that way, to something else. So if you, if you say that there's a gateway to this church building, then that means the building is the real issue. Does everybody understand that? Does everybody understand that? Nobody just goes, when I, when, if I come to your house to visit, your, to visit you, and, and I, I say the gates of Brother Jones, well, I ain't there to see the gates. So we have to get to where hell is. Does everybody understand that? So now let's go there. Let's go to the 17th chapter of the book of Je- no, no, don't turn there. Turn to the 15th chapter of the book of Matthew. The 15th chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to start reading at verse 16. I'm going to read ver- uh, the 17th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, verse 9, real quick. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The Lord searched the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Everybody heard that? The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately what? Wicked. We're showing you what hell is. Does everybody understand that? What is hell? The heart of man. It is desperately uh, wicked above all things. Nothing more wicked than that. Does everybody understand that? So is everybody there now at the 15th chapter of the book of Matthew? We're going to start reading in verse 16. It says, And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do you not yet ye yet understand that whatsoever entering in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the draught? But those things which do what now? Proceed out of where? The gate. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? Come forth from where? Hell. <laughs> Does everybody understand that now? And they defile the man. Does everybody see? For out of hell proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed washing hands defileth not a man. Does everybody see that? So I'm hoping that we get a better and a clearer understanding of what the gates of hell is and why he referred to, referred to the mouth as the gates of hell. That's your entryway to the heart. In other words, whatever come through that gate outward, that's coming from the heart. Does everybody understand that? And so there was Peter with his gates of hell trying to lead his master. You ain't got to die. You ain't got to suffer to do God's will. You ain't got to go through nothing. Does everybody understand that? And you see how the Lord rebuked him? Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense unto me. In other words, you are trying to cause me to stumble. You are trying to pull me out of God's will. 
with your easy bubblegum Christian walk. You don't want to go through anything because you halfway know if you're my disciple and I'm going to be killed, maybe the day will come when you have to suffer the same way. So you ain't saying that for my sake. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? So Jesus, the angel of the Lord told the sisters that went to the grave, to the tomb, tell Peter and my disciples, in other words, my disciples and Peter, to meet me in Galilee. I, I, you know, that's, <laughs> that's a big statement that he separated Peter. Peter wasn't in a class of his own as if he was special, more special than those other disciples. He was just not a disciple. He was, who else was pulling the Lord to the side to instruct him? <laughs> let's go to the, let's go real briefly. Let's go to the ninth chapter of the book of Matthew and then we're going to get back to Peter. The ninth chapter of the book of Matthew, and we'll start reading at verse 18. It says, While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole, and the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. Everybody see that? But when the people was put forth, in other words, they were put out, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose, and the fame hereof went abroad into all that land. Everybody see that? So that is what the gates of hell do. They laugh at faith. They are scornful. Does everybody understand that? No reverence. Everything's funny to them when it comes to sacred things. Everybody see that? Now, I want, I, want you to, I want to show you this same group. Verse 23, let's read that. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, they were crying. They were already, already having a funeral. And there they were crying and weeping. No doubt it was people that really loved this 
little girl. And then here comes Jesus Christ. And what does he say? Give place. In other words, make room for me, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they did what? They went from crying and boo-hooing to laughing. Isn't that something now? That's what the gates of hell will do. Because unbelievers, they, they were part of the reason why the little girl was dead in the first place. Does everybody understand what I mean when I say that? They had no faith, in other words. They should have been rejoicing. Thank the Lord. God, we, we know you don't just attend funerals. Every time you go to a funeral, somebody getting raised from the dead, so thank you for coming. No, it wasn't none of that. <laughs> they laughed at him, not just a ha ha. Yeah, that's funny. Look at what that says. And they laughed him to scorn. They kept laughing, kept laughing, kept laughing, and also made fun of him while they were laughing. That's what that means. Isn't that something now? But you see what he had to do? He put them out. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> he put them out. He intended on raising this little girl from the dead. Does everybody understand that? Let's go to the 14th chapter of the book of Mark. Let's get back on Peter. We're going to start reading at verse 26. Is everybody there? 14th chapter of the book of Mark, verse 26, 6, it says, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives, and Jesus said unto them, All ye shall be, what? Offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. Everybody see that? So this wasn't just something he was just pulling out of the air. I know y'all don't really like me. I know y'all ain't really been following me the way you should have. So, you know, y'all going to get offended when, before the night is over with. Not only did he say that, he backed it up with scripture. Look at what he says. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into where? Galilee. Read the first two words of 29. But who? You can always count on old Peter. Every ministry got one. Or two or three. But Peter, he knew more than God. If he had been living in Job's town, town, time, he would have been able to answer all of the questions that God was asking Job. For it is written, 
But Peter, <laughs> Peter knows what's written. Don't you try to tell him. Everybody understand that? But Peter said unto him, now this was after the first incident we read about. Be it far from thee, Lord. You ain't going to have to go through nothing. Not as long as I got a sword on my hip. Everybody understand that? Did he learn his lesson? No, I still know more than you. You got me the first time, but this one, I, I got something for you. But Peter said unto him, although all shall be offended, yet will not I. You don't know me. Isn't that something now? Now, let me, I want to just share this with you all. Just in case you don't know. God don't call anybody to be a shepherd without giving him a revelation of the people that he's shepherding. That shepherd knows your spiritual condition better than you do if he's a shepherd of God. Does everybody understand that? I'm telling you, he knows. He knows your spiritual condition better than you do. Now, I know folks might not like that, but it's, uh, it's, it is God's responsibility to reveal the sheep that, that he has placed the shepherd over. Does everybody understand that? All right, so it says, But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not, what, us? Lord, we all here for you. No. Yeah, you, you just talking to them peons there. You, but you can't be talking to me. No way in the world can you include me in on this group. Forget about it. I'm the one that's always overstepping my bounds. I'm the one that's always got to be corrected. Forget about that. Let's go ahead and keep reading. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee. Everybody see that? That this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. Everybody see that? Everybody see that? What was the next verse say? Oh, forgive me, Lord. You know what? I, I'm still trying to get it together. My mouth, them gates of hell, it's, it's still riding me. Them gates of hell is something else. Lord, I need prayer. No. Verse 31, but he spake the more vehemently. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. <laughs> Everybody see that? Likewise also said they all. Everybody see that? Now let me, let me give you a, a picture. Uh, Peter was a bad apple. He didn't do anybody any good until he got the Holy Ghost. At least everybody else knew, we ain't, look, we ain't got the Holy Ghost yet. We're just going to keep our mouth shut and just ride this thing out and see how it play out. Not Peter. Not Peter. And, and got one ounce of Holy Ghost in, on the inside of him, but he talking more than the Lord. Does everybody understand that? Listen, what, look at what there says, verse 31. But he spake the more vehemently. In other words, with more passion. You didn't hit me the first time. 
Let me throw up some gang signs. Maybe you'll hear that. <laughs> if I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. What was he doing? Calling the Christ a liar. Calling the word of God a lie. Isn't that something now? You see what the gates of hell do? It'll deny and reject God's word every single time. Every single time. Does everybody understand that? But you see what the Lord, you, you get behind me. You're an offense to me. He wasn't just saying that because that was a one-time deal. This was Peter's ministry in the beginning. Just always speaking stuff that was going to cause the Lord to go contrary if he'd have listened. Does everybody understand that? And I'm telling you, we as believers, we have to mark and avoid bad apples. Always got something to say contrary to the Holy Ghost. Does everybody understand that? The Lord says by their fruit you will know them. He don't care about what they got to say. By their fruit you will know them. Does everybody understand that? And them gates of hell, they'll reject God's word. They'll hear something preaching and they'll go right home and do something contrary. Because I'm my own person. Peter was his own person too. And look at what happened to him. He was about ready to go hang himself as well. Does everybody understand that? You do know, look at what the Lord had to tell him. Peter, I prayed for you because Satan have soft to sift you. He's trying to take your life. How is he going to do it? Because of your hard head and the gates of hell that's on the front of your face. trying to help you Peter but you got to let me help you at some point you have to learn to take advice at some point you have to learn to listen does everybody understand that <laughs> not old Peter I, I know everything I, I know it all yeah, what are you going to tell me I know what I'm going to do you, you ain't going to sit here and embarrass me in front of everybody and tell me that I'm going to run away. Nowhere in the world. And I'm telling you, that's all the devil needs is your little ounce of pride of what you will and won't do. You better put in front of that by the grace of God. I, hope, I pray and I hope that the devil don't catch me slipping. By the grace of God, Lord, please, Lord, don't let it be. By the, you know what? I'm going to put myself on a timeout. I'm going to go over here in my corner. You, you call me when I'm ready for the war. Not, not, uh, not Peter. But Peter more vehemently. Because that's the only thing you believe. I got to yell. I got to shout. I got to let you know I'm in this thing. That was somebody that didn't realize how hard of a head he had. That was his problem. 
I believe, I sincerely believe he loved the Lord. I sincerely believe he believed what he said. There's no way in the world I'm going to abandon you. And not in your moment of, of, of need. No way. I've already, we've already left all to follow you. What else is there to do? Get rid of that hard head, Peter. And put a lock on the gates of hell until I change the heart. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? <laughs> so, and I want to show you the nature of this hard-headed Peter. First go round, in the first part of what we just read here, it was just him. Now, they may all reject you. They may all, you know, abandon you, but I'm not going to do that. And then the Lord spoke to him. Uh, you, you, yeah, you're going to do it, Peter. And, I'm t- I'm, and, and then I'm going to go into detail and tell you how it's going to happen. I'm going to give everybody a sign. They're going to all be listening for this chicken. Now, you see the Lord, how gracious he was. He kept it all to himself. Y'all going to all, he put them all together. Y'all going to all abandon me. Y'all going to all, y'all going to all, y'all not going to be there for me. Y'all going to scatter when they come and take me. He should have just left it like that. When you're hard-headed, you make the Lord point you out. Now he's got to give details. I'm, I'm talking to you, Peter. This is what, now the rest of them, I ain't going to speak about how they're going to run. But you, this is how it's going to be with you. And we all know what chickens sound like. And so y'all just all just remember when y'all hear the, the chicken crow, Peter had already done it. Everybody understand that? <laughs> and then when there's the detail about it, you're going to deny me three times. Three times. Does everybody understand that? Verse 31, but he spake the more vehemently, if I should die with thee. In other words, I'll go to my grave for you. I will not deny thee in any. There's nothing, no way in the world. Anybody, I don't care what they do to me. You see that hard head there? And look at what the last part of that verse says. Likewise, also they said all. They, likewise, also said they all. That's what the gates of hell will do. It recruit other gates of hell. Nobody had anything to say until Peter said it. That's the bad apple. Does everybody understand that? Everybody was fine with what the Lord said until Peter spoke against the word. And then after Peter did it, they all got bold. You see that same thing playing out in the 15th chapter of the book of Acts. And then in Paul's writing, what he's referring to, what happened in the 15th chapter of the book of Acts, where it was a conference where they had Jews and Gentiles there. They were there to iron out some doctrine. And Peter was sitting there eating with the Gentiles. But then when some of the higher up Jews came in there, he got up and disassembled. In other words, walked away as if he wasn't eating with them people. And Paul said, I withstood him, or in other words, rebuked him to the face because he was to be blamed. Why? Because he got the other disciples to do the exact same thing, like a hypocrite. 
And you'll find that in the book of Galatians where Paul is saying that. I had to withstand him, in other words, rebuke him to the face because he was to be blamed. Peter was a natural born leader. But an untamed leader is a leader from hell. Does everybody understand that? You can be a natural born leader. Folks will follow you because you got the charisma. In other words, you are gifted. But the question is, where are you headed? (laughs) Does everybody understand that? And here we see Peter. He was headed on to where the rooster was. Let me go on over here by this rooster. Everybody understand that? And if you read the details of it, you see what they asking him. Hey, you, were, you were with that man. I, I believe I saw you in that bunch. No, I wasn't. Then somebody later on, yeah, I, yeah, you were one of them. No, I wasn't either. Y'all going to quit lying on me. I wasn't with that man. And the third time, when a lady accused him, yeah, you were one of his followers. I, you know what Peter did? Spoke more vehemently like he did with the Lord, except this time he was cursing. He cursed to prove that he was not a disciple. Do Jesus Christ, disciples curse? Well, guess what I'm about to do? (laughs) Does everybody see that? (laughs) Now, you know what the saddest part was? The Lord was standing within earshot of him. And when he cursed and denied him that third time and the cock crowed, you know what happened? The, Lord, the Bible says the Lord turned around and looked at him. Could you imagine? You better go hang yourself. How are you going to come back from that? Does everybody understand that? But you see the grace of God. Now, that's what people don't understand. That was grace telling him what was going to happen to begin with. You should have just accepted that. You are not where you think you are, Peter. But I'm going to help you out. But Peter, no, I don't need no help. I'm already there. And so then when the Lord refers to him again, he says, through his angel, go tell my disciples and Peter, meet me in Galilee. I'm going to have to restore him. I wouldn't have to do this if he had just listened like the rest of them did. But he had to go all out to prove me wrong. Does everybody see that? You see the gates of hell there? Let God be true and every man a lie. I don't care what you think. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) So the gates of hell, you see what it did? It it does not mind defying authority in front of other people. Does everybody understand that? It it don't mind. Did Peter pull him to the side this time? No. Since you're calling me out, I'm going to call you out in front of everybody. I'm telling you, God, you are a liar to your face and your Bible is a lie. I don't care what's written. This sheep ain't going to scatter. (laughs) I'm trying to paint a picture for you. Let God be true and every man a lie, including the gates of hell. Does everybody understand that? So do we understand now more better? Upon this rock, in other words, upon this foundation and this statement that I am the Christ, the son of the living God, I will build my church and your mouth shall not 
prevail against it. So he's not talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those people that's wanting to crucify him. He's not even talking about the people out in the world. The gates of hell is on the face of so-called believers that speak in contrary to God's word. Does everybody understand that? (laughs) Was Peter done? N-O. No, he hadn't learned his lesson. Even after all of that, even after the cock crowed and the Lord turned around and looked at him and he went and wept bitterly, it, it still wasn't over. The gates of hell still on the front of his face. Y'all want to see it? Let's go to the 21st chapter of the book of John. This is after Jesus has been resurrected. This is after they have met him. And seen him with their own eyes, held him and all of that. Is everybody there the 21st chapter of the book of John? Let's start reading verse 17. It says, he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest what? You got me. I I quit. I quit being a know-it-all. You got me. I think I've learned my lesson, except I haven't. I'm a buy on this one. You got me. You know all things. You know where I am. You tell me. Because every time I try to talk, I'm wrong. So you tell me where I'm at. Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, what? Feed my sheep. Verse 18. Barely, now, you see how the Lord does now? It could appear. Okay, Peter, you finally got it. Thank God you got You finally know how to just keep your mouth shut and let me speak and pour into you what need to be poured into you. But not the Lord. He's he going to dig it a little deeper inside. Let, let's get to the root of it. Let's see if it's all really gone. Does everybody understand that? Let's keep reading. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou was young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whether thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hands, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This he spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, do what now? Follow me. Then Peter... Turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter seeing him. So you see, there was a problem there. Peter's like that older sibling that mom and daddy had to come swat because they were jumping on the furniture. And then when mom and daddy leave out of the room, that older sibling, he go finds a younger sibling and swat them. Now, I can't whoop mom and daddy, but I can whoop you. You see the gates of hell? Does everybody understand what I'm saying now? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. 
You've seen children do that. Except Peter was a a, a 30-something-year-old man doing it. Okay, so now you want to call, you just got to keep going with it, don't you, Lord? Now you want to tell, you're going to front me in front of everybody and tell them how I got to die? Look at what he says there. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Tell him how he's going to die. Don't just put me in it. Everybody see that? You see the gates of hell? (laughs) Why? Because the gates of hell don't like to be whooped by itself. They don't like to be corrected by itself. You better be talking to the whole church. (laughs) Let's look at what Peter started. Verse 22, Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it that to thee? Follow thou me. What business is it of yours? Isn't that something now? And that's the truth. What, what business was it of Peter's? I tell you what business it was. Peter was the hater in his heart. Let's, let's look at how John wrote this. Verse 20. Then Peter turning about. Let me see. Okay, yeah, so Lord, you got me. But let me see who else you can get up in here. Everybody see that? Look at what it says. Then Peter doing what now? Let me turn around and see who else the Lord can get. You ain't just going to keep putting me out there like I'm the only one that's jacked up here. Let me see who else we can talk about. Y'all need to quit talking about me. Then Peter turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also did what? Leaned on his breast at supper. Why was John bringing that up? Because he knew Peter had a problem with it. Peter wanted to be the pet. He had an issue. Now look at old John. Always, he, why you got to, the, the Lord is all of ours. Why you always got to be the one up under him like that? Get, get that man some room. Give him some space. <laughs> Isn't that something? I'm telling you what was going on. No, no, them gates of that hell wasn't just sitting there. It had some thoughts. That's what he was speaking from. I, yeah, they might all do that. The one that was leaning on your breast, he might run off. Everybody see that? which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayed thee? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Verse 22, Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Verse 23, now let's see the mess that Peter started. Then when his, this saying abroad among the brethren, that that disciple should not die, Yet Jesus said not unto him, he shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? This is the disciple which testified of these things and wrote these things, and we know that this testimony is true. In other words, this was John writing this about himself. He was the disciple whom Jesus loved, and consequently, he was the only disciple that Jesus that walked with the Lord that lived to be an old man. The rest of them, one of them killed himself and the other ten were killed. 
John, this disciple, the one that wrote this book, the one that wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, the, run, the one that wrote the book of Revelation, he was the only one that lived to be an old man without being killed. History says they tried to kill him. They bawled him in awe. They threw him off of a mountain. Still lived. That's the reason why they banned him to the Isle of Patmos. We can't kill you. You just go live off somewhere. Everybody see that? So you see how the lie was spread? If Peter had just kept his mouth shut, this wouldn't have been anything that the first church had to work out. That whether or not John was going to really die or whether he's going to live forever. But this was some rumor that was started because of a hardhead. Does everybody understand that? <laughs> and so let's, let's express how this goes again. You, the day you got this, you got a hardhead that can't be told nothing, know everything, know more than his shepherd, and talking, and talking, and talking. And then when the shepherd got to straighten it up, it's like, oh, you, you're mad today, Brother Bolden. You, it just seemed like you just not, you see the rumor there. The Lord have to address some junk that's in people's hearts, and then all of a sudden it's, it's me. <laughs> I think the way the world says it is, people throw rocks and then hide their hands. So do we see a clear picture now of the gates of hell? It's only the gates of hell if hell is on the inside of you. It's talking about your heart. We need to pray that prayer, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Why? Because if you don't do it, Lord, all I can do is talk hell. Does everybody understand that? No, uh, a fountain can't bring forth bitter and sweet water. If that fountain, if that fountain, in other words, that mouth is plugged into a, a raggedy well, a salty well, there's no way in the world. You know what salt water do? It kills vegetation. Does everybody understand that? It, it kills. I've seen that up close and personal. I see the Lord do stuff for people. And they rejoice and they're so glad in the Lord. And they got the joy of the Lord back. And, 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 but then they go home. And let somebody with a salty heart just suck it all out of them. Does everybody understand that? that? That's not God's will. You better hold on to what God did for you. And don't you let that salt <laughs> creep on you. You better do like what the Lord said. Get thee behind me, Satan. You're not going to kill what God did for me. Does everybody understand that? Maybe you need to go get in the prayer line. But don't know. You're not going to. You, you're not going to drag me back to a place uh, uh, where the Lord had to pull me out of. 
Does everybody understand that? Peter's issue was with authority. He didn't want to be told anything. That was his problem. You, you know, let me share with you the wisdom of God in this. The law wasn't an old man. And Peter wasn't a teenager. Does everybody understand that? You know, all, these, all, all of the Lord's disciples were around his age or older. So the Lord wasn't some old gray-headed man. And they thought, okay, so you, you're an old man. I guess you done lived your life and you know a few things. We'll follow you. The Lord was a 30-year-old man calling disciples. Come follow me. You know why he was bold enough to do that? Because he thought these miracles are to testify of who I am. Just in case you didn't know. Does everybody understand that? But what happens today? You got a 30, 40-year-old man trying to lead people. What is it going to be like him trying to lead 40 and 50 and 60-year-olds? Never mind 10-year-olds. What chance does a man have? He got to be older and almost out of here. <laughs> All right, you see now, you don't know any better. I guess I pretend like I'm listening. That's something. My prayer is that we'll take heed to what the Lord was saying today. Let's not get caught up in that. Does everybody understand that? The Lord gave me this message yesterday. Actually, yeah, yesterday. Uh, no, actually, this morning. He started yesterday. But this morning, he told me gates of hell. That's all I heard, gates of hell. Now, I asked the Lord, what? What exactly is the gates of hell? I'll, I'll preach it if you tell me. Now, you know why? Now, the Lord told me to draw this picture. You know why? Because he want to show you the simplicity that's in him. He didn't go way out somewhere with some deep revelation. Your teeth with your mouth open look like gates. So you ain't got to go stand on your head in the water and fast for 20 days to get some revelation that you're not going to follow. There is simplicity in Jesus Christ. And I believe sometimes we try to make following him harder than what it is so we can have an excuse not to follow him. <laughs> Does everybody understand that? And my sincere prayer is that we'll take heed to what the Lord said. Let's not be instruments of the devil. Let's not be a stumbling block to people with our mouths, with the things we say. Let's make sure that the things we say are to edify people. In other words, to build them up. And I, and what, listen, when the Bible says to build them up, it, it's not talking about just to speak lovely things. It's talking about when it says building people up or edifying, that, that we get that word edifice. In other words, you building them up. In other words, they are going to be higher. They're going to grow. Say stuff to people that's going to help them to grow. 
That's what that means. They growing. Say things to them that's going to help them to grow, not to make them turn the other way. Does everybody understand that? The only way to be that way is to ask God to clean your heart. Put a new heart on the inside of you. Because listen, you listen to your conversation, I'm telling you that's what's in your heart. Think about the things you speak about. You know, there's this old saying that that fools run in where angels fear to tread. Fools run in where angels, angels fear to tread. That's the truth. In other words, human beings don't mind crossing lines. Uh, they, uh, they, they don't mind at all. The Lord said he was going to do something and said something about the little girl being asleep. They all laughed him to scorn. There ain't no big deal. Us. Who are you? You 30 years old just like we are. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's a price to pay for that, them gates of hell. Does everybody understand that? I tell you, as a believer, it ought to scare you, some of the stuff that come out of your mouth. Some of the things that you're not afraid to speak against. It, that ought, you ought to be frightened. Lord, did I just say that? Ooh, forgive me. But we done went so long with our loose tongue, we don't mind hell using it at all. <laughs> Here's what you ought to think about. What if I tell you the Lord hear your conversations? You gonna, what if I tell you on the day of judgment, you're going to give an account for every idle word you ever spoke? You better get on your face and ask for forgiveness. Does everybody understand that? Now, I'm not preaching this message because somebody hurt my feelings. I, I'm telling you. I, <laughs> but I'm telling you, what we read in the 12th chapter of the book of Numbers is the truth. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses, and the Bible says God heard it. What did Moses care about what they were saying? He was going to go on anyway, doing what he was called to do. And I'm telling you, it is impossible to grow. Uh, let me. It's foolish. It is foolish. To follow somebody that you speak against. It's foolish to follow somebody who you think you're more than. That's foolish. You ought to think twice about that. It doesn't make any sense that folks come and go to church, whatever church you go to, that you go to church and you got something to speak against your leader. Go find another leader. Go find one that you respect, except there isn't one. Does everybody understand that? At some point, you have to make up your mind. I'm going to follow somebody. I'm going to be a disciple. I'm going to be a real disciple. Does everybody understand that? You know, I, I grew up next door to a, a young man who was a few years older than me. He went off to the Army, and he almost got put out. He got in some real big trouble. And I remember when he came home, he was telling the story. 
and he was livid. He was court-martialed for disobeying a direct order from an officer. He was standing in formation outside of the barracks, and the officer told him, soldier, go pick that building up. He said, you, you foolish. I, you know good and doggone well I can't pick that building up. Court-martial for disobeying a direct order. And I mean, he was yapping his jaws about how it's not fair and how he wished he hadn't joined the military and all of that. But it was an older man standing there. You know what the old man told him? You were supposed to go act like you could. That man wasn't crazy. He knew you couldn't pick the building up. But you needed to go put your hands to it and act like you could. And I'm telling you, God tells us all the time, go pick the building up. But fools will say, it can't be done. And the messenger that God is using is a fool for saying that. But these same people, they on their face, praying for a miracle. <laughs> the miracle is you going to put your hand on the building and believing that you can. If God told you you could, does everybody understand that? Every, every, just about every war that Israel fought, they didn't fight. All they had to do was show up. God fought it. But see, when you savor the things that be of men and not of God, you're going to sit back and complain about everything. Because you know everything. Does everybody understand that? My prayer is that if we're going to be soldiers for the Lord, we're going to be some real soldiers. Obedient even when we don't understand. <clears throat> All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this word that you've spoke to us, Lord, and we pray that these things will be tucked into our hearts. Lord, forgive us for the times we spoke contrary to your word, the times we spoke contrary to your will, Lord, against your leaders and saying things that we were speaking out of a carnal mind and a crooked heart. Lord, we ask that you will renew within us a right spirit, Lord, and help us to be spiritually minded. Help us, Lord. We ask that you will guard our tongues. Put your word on the inside of us, Lord, so that we speak your word. Help us, Lord, not to be fools. Thank you, Lord, for this warning. And we pray, Lord, that everyone here will take heed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. If that's all now, the Lord say the same. We'll go back. We'll be dismissed. We'll go back to the back and discuss the things that we've heard.